1: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. We're
0: satisfied at this stage that it looks like there was only one attacker, but it would be foolish to be overconfident so early on. So, as I've said, for a precautionary basis, we're locking down the area and doing all necessary searches so we can be completely confident everyone is safe. All right,
1: so that's the latest out of the U.K. That is the head of counterterrorism at London's Metropolitan Police, Mark Rowley, uh, saying that they believe there was only one attacker and that that individual is dead, one of four dead, confirmed dead at this point. Uh, There is a concern, obviously, given some of the uh, injuries, that that death toll may rise. At this point, authorities say at least 20 injured in what's being treated as a terror attack. Now, as mentioned, this occurs one year to the day Following suicide bombings in Brussels. Uh, the fact that a vehicle was used to drive into a crowded pedestrian certainly has echoes of what happened in Berlin recently. Uh, storming Parliament sounds uh, a lot like what happened right here in this country. At this point, though, even though police are treating this as a terror attack, there are still a lot of questions uh, about the individual himself, about his motivation or affiliations. And at this point, we've seen no claim of responsibility uh, from any known terrorist organization. Joining us uh, for some further thoughts on today's events, pleased to welcome to the program Michael Zekulin, uh, expert on terrorism and radicalization, uh, teaches political science at the University of Calgary. Michael, thank you for making some time for us here today. My pleasure. All right, well, what stands out to you at this point, uh, given what we know about this incident?
0: Well, and unfortunately, it looks like uh, the same type of attack. It has the hallmarks of the uh, types of attacks that we've been seeing uh, uh you know on the rise over the last year and a half um again uh, we we do need to sort of get as much information as we can uh but it seems at this point that uh it, it represents a similar attack with an individual who is using their vehicle uh you know mowing down a crowd of civilians and in this case uh, there's sort of the, the added intrigue of the individual uh, basically uh, attempting to, and I guess successfully uh, making uh, his way onto the grounds of of the parliament and uh, looking to sort of enter there uh, before he was uh, confronted and killed. Um, So again, as you mentioned off the top, it has the hallmarks of many of the attacks we've been seeing uh, recently.
1: Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting that now vehicles, that we're we're seeing vehicles used this way in these kinds of, of attacks, um, because obviously that, that can, that can cause a lot of damage, cause a lot of casualties, and it's it's very difficult to guard against. What what do we know about uh, these sorts of tactics, and and why these kind of attacks have the hallmarks that they do?
0: Right. Well, and again, uh, we should be clear that uh, you know using you know the, the everyday item was sort of the way it was put uh, by by ISIS in particular. They identified the fact that you know use these types of things, you know these cars and these knives, whatever you have um you know to 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 conduct your attack so we know that the you know, this is an instruction that went out, sort of, to to individuals who might be inspired or who might adopt the ideas espoused by by a group like ISIS. Uh, and again, it, you you sort of hit the nail on the head, so to speak, recognizing that uh, you know what a car going quickly um, can do to to a person. We we know this, uh, you know, just from from traffic accidents and, and people being hit by cars. So the suggestion again is that if you you know use your vehicle and, and plow it into uh, a large crowd, that it is going 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 to cause a tremendous amount of of, of chaos or destruction, including death. Uh, And we, of course, saw this taken to the extreme degree when you talk about Nice uh, on Bastille Day, um, in the fact that an individual took a much larger Vehicle and plowed it into a crowd, and you move very quickly from, you know, injuring twenty and killing three or four to, in that case, you know, injuring hundreds and killing over a hundred. So, so again, it's it's a very convenient thing. You, you know, most people have access to a car. Um, and, and so in this case, it appears to, to fit that profile. The individual drove his car into a crowd and then, you know, got out of the car and then attempted to move forward with, uh, again, another household item that uh, was being reported to be uh, either a large knife or or a sort of a, a smaller machete.
1: Now, th- there have been instances before where what appeared to be lone wolf attacks did later turn out to maybe have some connection to ISIS, that perhaps there was uh, a communication between certain individuals and representatives of the organization. But um, it becomes a real challenge when you're just trying to keep tabs on a single individual, a radicalized individual uh, who may offer up his services to ISIS, or merely just be inspired enough from watching the propaganda to take matters into his own hands. What kind of challenges does that pose?
0: All right. Now you- I mean, we've we've had this discussion several times before, and this is the very changing nature of the phenomenon that we've that we've been seeing. So the first the first point we want to make is, is that you know we 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 try to come up with some terminology to make distinctions about you know, the link or connection that you identified. Um, And again, it's always very, very difficult to to make these connections. That will be one of the the things primarily um, that this investigation will be seeking to ascertain. Um, You know, so here is an individual, and at this point, we're going to assume it's an individual because we haven't heard anything else. Eyewitness reports suggest, you know, the individual in a car, the individual getting out of the car. So at this point, we're not identifying any others, although I'm sure that's also part of the investigation to rule that out. Um, So again, here is an individual. um, What type of connection do they have? So if you remember back to the Paris attacks or even the Brussels attack, um, these were individuals who were deployed by ISIS proper, right? These were individuals who had traveled to Syria and Iraq, had spent time there, um, had received types of training, some type of direction, and were deployed back into the country to commit terrorist attacks. You then go to the other extreme, which is what you call these inspired individuals. And so the inspired individual is somebody who likes the ideas. They've adopted the ideas. They like what the group stands for. They believe it speaks to them. Um, And they may be in contact with people in chat rooms, like-minded people creating that sort of echo chamber effect. But the link that they have specifically to somebody who is directly connected to a group, that's what you're trying to determine. And then, again, even if you're speaking with somebody who's a member of the group, what is the connection? Is there command and control? Mm-hmm. Uh, is the individual being told what to do and when to do it? Is the individual being provided with specific instructions or training? Is the individual being provided with you know financial support or whatever it might be? So trying to determine the degree or the link, and what we found most recently is that we have these individuals who more fit into this inspired category. They don't have any connection to anybody of any significance in these groups. So they're acting on their own on behalf of the group. And ISIS, as a matter of fact, has been very sort of clear on that when you look at how they discuss these attacks. So the language they used for Brussels and and for, for Nice was more along the lines of, you know, this was the Islamic State uh some of the other ones we've seen where it's inspired individuals the language is more this is a soldier of the islamic right And, and so again they make the distinction themselves and it's great because they get to take credit for these things in the sense that they're not necessarily behind it now a long way around to get to what what your your sort of initial question was is that these are the individuals especially the lone actor who is inspired who are the most difficult to track um As a matter of fact, there's two sort of points of contention here. The first is um, if they're clever enough or if they're simply lone actors, they may not be leaving behind any clues or footprints to begin with. So you don't even know about these individuals until it's too late. And then the second type we have, which we're seeing a lot more frequently, uh, are individuals that are known to police and intelligence agents of having radical ideas But the leap between having radical ideas and then pursuing violence based on those ideas, this is something that we can't determine accurately. You can't look at somebody and say, here's somebody with radical ideas. They're going to act or when they're going to act. And so essentially, when you have a large number of people you're concerned about, at some point, you have to make a decision about whether you feel they accurately represent a threat. And there's no indication of what that is or when it is. Is it the person who talks the toughest? Is it the person who is the quietest? So it's really challenging uh, first picking these individuals up, and then after that, making the decision that here's an individual who has these ideas, but what is the likelihood that they're going to you know, uh, conduct an, a, a violence attack? So again, one of the things we'll be looking to determine in this investigation is who is this individual? Um, do they have any connections to others in London, in the UK, to Europe more widely? to groups in the Middle East? Is it just, again, chat room discussion, or is it actual tangible links back to a specific group? Who is that group? So all of these things have to be sort of unraveled before we can sort of determine what exactly happened here.
1: Indeed. Well, uh, those questions, I, I suppose, will-, will be answered in the coming hours and days. Michael, thanks for your insight. Appreciate you make some time for us here today.
0: All right. My pleasure. Take care.
1: Take care. Michael Zekulian, expert on terrorism and radicalization. He's at the University of Calgary. So his thoughts on this. I mean, obviously one question to be asked, we don't know at this point whether the attackers said anything before being subdued or whether there was any kind of pre-recorded statement we've seen in the past with some of these individuals making a point of swearing their allegiance to the leader of ISIS. And there's a lot of significance in that. No indication at this point. Uh, Rukmina Kalamaki uh, with the New York Times, uh, who does an excellent job covering these groups and has a good understanding of how they operate, she's been watching today. Says, I'm monitoring ISIS channels and there is no claim. There is plenty of chatter, however. These channels are rejoicing at the bloodshed. In fact, one of these ISIS uh, channels has even created a poster to go with the violence. So they are talking about this. They are celebrating this but at this point, they are not claiming credit for this. She points out that this violence happened on the one-year anniversary of the Brussels attack. Groups like ISIS, al-Qaeda, that's significant to them. It would also be significant, as she says, that if this is indeed ISIS, it would be their first major hit in the UK. And she says this is one of the enigmas in terrorism study. England has sent one of the highest numbers of fighters to ISIS, outdone in Europe only by France. But they've not really been able to strike in the U.K. for whatever reason. For about a year and a half now, ISIS has been directly threatening England. At the end of the video claim for the Paris attacks in November of 2015, ISIS singled out the U.K. But Interviews with convicted ISIS fighters suggest that ISIS has actually had, re- had trouble recruiting people to commit attacks within the U.K., that seems like a paradox. There are extremists in Britain willing to go abroad and fight for ISIS. But ISIS has had difficulty recruiting people in the UK to undertake attacks there. Now, she also points out that now that the attacker has been confirmed dead, that might clear the way for ISIS to claim responsibility. But that's going to be something to watch for. Obviously, questions of affiliation connections to these groups, others who may have been involved. Uh, that's where the investigation goes from here. Uh, so that's what we know at this point. Four dead, including the suspected attacker, more than 20 injured, but some very serious injuries and a concern that that death toll may rise. That's where we're at. We'll continue to, to monitor this story. We'll bring you developments as they become available. Uh, we've got a lot more to get to in the program today, including, of course, your calls and your texts. Our number here, 403-974-TALK. That's 974-8255. My name is Rob Breckenridge. We are back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.